Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Philip Blackett here with another episode of Sowing My Seeds podcast. Here with episode eight. So far, so good. We're going on strong. Just here with another episode here. What I want to focus on today is something that I think that <clears throat> might be the sense that a lot of people may be thinking to themselves, like, okay, why would you talk about social media, Philip? And I'm actually going to advocate, I would say. Um, particularly with regards to celebrities and their agents and business managers. Um, and this may be, may be controversial, maybe a little countercultural. Um, but I would say this now would be a really good time to figure out ways to diversify and dare I say, wean yourself off of social media networks. What do I mean by that? The thing is, is that what I've realized, and I've talked to a few of my clients before about this, is that when it comes to social media, I think it's it's very attractive to start marketing and engaging with others on these free platforms. And one good reason, it's free. And it's something that clearly with a, a level of celebrity, um, it doesn't take long for you to amass a great number of followers or friends or fans and that sort or subscribers. And it could absolutely have the illusion of like, this is really a great place for me to be in. It's worth um, me dedicating time each day or even hiring somebody um, just to manage my social media. And I think while that's all fine and good, what I've realized is that I think there's a, a greater opportunity that a lot of celebrities and athletes and actors and musicians and entertainers and of that like are not really taken advantage of, though I have seen some people um, take this a whole nother level. But let me first kind of share with you what are potential downsides by essentially um, putting everything going all in on social media. One of the biggest reasons why I would advise clients of mine and, and, and for you in particular, even this, like I said, this can apply for businesses as well, right? Every episode I've talked about to this point, um, we do have a focal point, um, but at the same time, hopefully by you listening in on this, you're looking at it from the lens of how can this apply to my own business? And so with regard to social media, here's the thing. One potential downside of let, or putting everything going all in on social media is that one, oftentimes social media changes and that what was popular before will likely not be as popular later as newer, um, more advanced, um, more, <clears throat> more generation friendly social media platforms come on board. Uh, a great thought about this is that, you know, one particular social media platform for me, it got started when I was in college around 2003. It's still around today. I won't mention name because I'm not sponsored by them, but it's one that's still around today for sure. And what it seems like from what people are saying is that this is probably the social media platform for a older generation. Now I'm of the millennial age, so maybe I guess I'm older in that standpoint. Um, but maybe like from a millennial or generation X sort of standpoint, or even baby boomers, you know, this particular platform may be the one to go with. 
as opposed to more newer ones that are more focused on uh, videos and probably more focused on like social media trends and dance contests and competitions and that sort of thing too. Um, but the point of the matter is, is that oftentimes what was once popular for one social media network is not as popular later on. You even have some platforms that all of a sudden just won't exist anymore. They'll lose out to somebody else. Um, so you're constantly having to figure out how much time am I put on one particular platform versus another and whether or not that platform is going to be as pro uh, profitable or as popular years down the line versus something else. Um, second one is the same followers, that list of followers and fans and friends that you have. Most people think that they own that list. And what you might remember from past episodes of mine, one of the most valuable assets any business can have is your list of customers, clients, prospects, um, and leads. That's probably the most, one of the most valuable assets that anybody that's looking to buy a business from you is looking to acquire as far as basically who are you currently serving? Who are you currently helping? Who currently has, um, you know, contact with you or relationship with you? Who do you currently have their ear to make it easier for me to be able to reach out to them as well? Here's the thing. Social media kind of takes on a similar angle that if they're going to provide a platform for you to amass this huge list of followers, friends, and fans, they essentially own that list. And if you don't believe me, think about it the next time you make a post in any one of these networks, does it truly go to all your followers? If you happen to have 6.8 million followers, does it go to all 6.8 million? Or does it go to a fraction of them? And even then of all those followers that you have, that fraction, if you're trying to get to more than that fraction for any particular post you put on any particular time of day, whether spontaneously or you scheduled it, more than likely these networks, these platforms, um, they will charge you to boost or amplify or send that same post you had that you thought would go to everyone for free um, to more of your list, to more of your people. And that's one that over time, you're basically advertising to your own list um, and it costs over time and so that's something to keep in mind as well because if you essentially are not owning that list but now you only have a limited interaction with a limited group of your people uh and even if you want to reach out to more of them they're actually charging you for greater access to your fans followers and friends that's something you ought to be thinking about and so i think it's one thing that you know oftentimes people don't pick up on this because you know, if you're a particular celebrity, you can put out a certain post, you get 10,000 plus likes on it. You're thinking like, oh, this is great. Um, but it may be something where you're only getting a percentage of the people that actually follow you. Um, and if you could get 20% of the people that follow you, I can only imagine what type of impact would you have if you have 100% of your following reaching out. If at any point, any communication, post, photo, video, text, any sort of communication from you to your fans and followers, what if there is a way that you can get 100% reach? That may not be 100% open rate, 
it may not be 100% click through rate, but you can at least know you've reached out to 100% of the people that you're able to reach out to. That's the thing that I would think about oftentimes because over time, social media networks and platforms, they'll likely change their algorithms, they'll change their policies, they'll change whatever the case and rules and regulations they want to at any point in time without your input. And if at any point in time they say, hey, we liked you before, but we don't like your content now, or we don't approve of this post you put in particular, it was cool back then, but it's not cool now for whatever reason. Um, you run the risk of either your message not getting out to as many people, your message could be censored or deleted or hidden, or your entire profile could be suspended or even terminated. So all that work you took in to amass such a huge list of friends and followers and fans could essentially be compromised either without you knowing of it or without much recourse as far as how to rectify it if somebody already takes away your account or your post. So what do you do then? How do you go about that now? Because you have to think about it. If, if the only constant that's around in our world today is change, best believe that these platforms will be changing over time too. So what's the answer from here, Philip? What, sh- what should I be focused on? Well, one of the things I thought about, and I actually put it in a short ebook that I started sending out to agents and business managers of celebrities, athletes, actors, musicians, and that sort, um, was basically an ebook called If I Were a Celebrity. Basically, how to maximize the lifetime of an opportunity of a lifetime. And one of the things I talked about was this particular subject as far as how to end your codependency on social media. And it's similar to what I talked about in a previous episode. You might remember it. If it's one of the most valuable assets for you to have is to have a list of customers, prospects, leads, friends, fans, followers, and that sort to be able to communicate at any which way you want to. Why aren't more celebrities creating their own lists? Now, it doesn't have to be either or as far as like social media or your own list. But I think about it in terms of you work off of social media and what you're currently doing. But you ought to have a vehicle to move people from social media to your own proprietary website, your own list, your own thing that you now own, that asset you now own that you can have your own type of relationship to speak and interact with your community any which way you want to at any given time, any different type of medium. And you don't have to answer to any particular big company, public or private, on social media. A good example would be, I've seen one celebrity that on his website, He has a opt-in, which basically is, you know, a place where people can share their name, email address. Maybe they share more information if they want, maybe like mailing address or phone number, that sort of thing. But essentially, in order to access this person's website or to be able to access exclusive items, 
or exclusive content uh, from this particular celebrity. You know, now it's different than a paywall that you might see when you're trying to access certain news articles and that sort of thing. And you click on a headline and then it takes you to a website and you start reading the first paragraph and then oh, to read the rest of the article, you have to log in as a member or pay $4.95 per month or $999 per year, whatever the case may be, you have to pay something. And I guess here with this opt-in is a, is a free paywall. You're just basically um, offering name and email address, whether it's real or not. In any case, what that celebrity is doing is building a list that he can build a relationship with going forward. If it's email addresses this person has along with the name, he's building the email list. He can send you know messages to to announce certain specials he has going on or when he's going on tour uh, and they get first dibs on getting tickets uh, before the general public um, or when his next book is coming out, his next album's coming out. Um, now you start to build a different type of relationship with those who follow you versus everybody else. And I think that's one of the things that's missing. Um, when I was growing up, there was such a thing called fan clubs and um you know they actually had like people that were like president of so-and-so's fan club um but the whole gist of that is kind of similar to what i'm talking about here where it's just like there's a certain type of access that's different from the general public there's certain things you can now be able to um interact with that particular celebrity with um that other people can't do um unless you become a member and so part of the thing is is that why aren't more celebrities doing something similar? Um, one of the things you have to keep in mind is that's as much as it's helpful to um, provide a, a way for people to get that sort of access. You also got to have somebody that actually like works on that on the on the back end. <laughs> you know, I think of it in something where it's like, okay, if you have a huge email list, well, somebody has to send the emails. If it's not the celebrity him or herself, somebody has to send those emails. Um, maybe it's providing access to a membership site where you can have exclusive videos, content, blog posts, interviews, webinars, outings, live events, and that sort of thing too. Somebody has to help organize and manage that. And maybe that's something that a business manager could do for certain celebrities. Um, what I'm trying to say is this though. At any given point in time, your social media networks can change on you. They own your list. They own your accounts. If they want to make a change, they can do it without your consent or your permission. Um, but yet we put so much faith and trust in these networks that could very well change tomorrow. And all the work you've done to manage those social media presences can be compromised and changed just like that. I'm not saying for everyone to get off social media. I'm on social media myself. What I am saying though, is that this is not necessarily either or question. This is more of both and. While you still have these social media platforms that you're interacting with, you should also have your own website that allows people to opt in to joining your own community, something that you own, where you can ask them, you know, let me help 
get to know you better. It's your name, email address, maybe your phone number if you want to call or text them, maybe a mailing address if you want to send them something. Who knows? It depends on what you're looking for and how you want to interact with that person, how you want to build that relationship from here. Um, I look at it as something where it's, it's definitely doable. If they had fan clubs back then when I was younger, they can do fan clubs back now in 2023 and beyond. Uh, it just matters more so is that do certain celebrities value putting in the work to have a both and scenario where they have their social media for the general public, right? Anyone that wants to have access to them to see their content, uh, fully knowing that when you post something, it's not going to go to everybody. And if you want more people on your social media to see it, you're likely going to have to pay for it. But in addition to that, you can have a place that's more of your own. A place where they can go visit and to get stuff that they can't access generally on social media. They go to this particular community of yours um, to get specials and and first priority, um, whether it's seating or ticketing or or certain opportunities to interact with you. Um, that's different, more like... Uh, first level, first class sort of experience. Um, you can provide that for people that, you know, offer to share their information or contact information free with you. Really sky's the limit on this one. But the important thing is, and like I said, this is how it can be applicable regardless of what business you're in. You have a place where everyone can access or know about you, the general public. But what does your inner circle look like? What does your core community look like? And what does someone have to do to get access to that? And it should be something that they're exchanging for, whether free or otherwise. But more importantly, if you do have a community like that, what makes that experience different? What makes that relationship different from everyone else? You talk to your best friend about things that other people don't know of. You talk to your spouse about certain things and share certain experiences with them that no one else will be able to understand. What is that experience like for your VIP people, your VIP clients, your inner circle, your core community, whatever name you give it? You have an opportunity to be able to share something that's truly your own and basically just bring people from your social media to that community of your own and provide things for them that they can't get elsewhere. And that's a great way to differentiate yourself from everyone else in your field, everyone else in your industry, including your competition. Just something for you to think about. Um, this is Philip Black. I'm just going to go ahead and land this plane right here on this episode. But hopefully this is something that you can think about and see how can you apply this for your particular business. Or if you're a celebrity or an agent or a business manager of a celebrity, maybe you think about it from this standpoint as far as how can you provide a greater service and experience for those who you represent or work with. So with that being said, I thank you for listening on this episode. I appreciate any comments um, or five-star ratings, of course, um, that you can provide for this podcast. Our goal here is just to be able to share what we have to share here with as many business owners worldwide. And we can do that only with your help. 
um, as far as being able to share that with other people, provide some love in the comments, on the ratings and that sort. Um, if you want to learn more about, about me and how it can be of help potentially for your business, or especially if you're an agent or a business manager for celebrity, happy to help work with you as well. Head on over to my website, www.allaboutthatmass.com. A-L-L-A-B-O-U-T-T-H-A-T-M-A-S-S.com. Happy to help there. Love to connect with you on a particular social media network there too. Uh, But more importantly, as far as us being able to build um, some sort of connection or relationship going forward to see how we can work together. Um, So with that being said, thanks so much for listening in. Tomorrow we have an episode that talks about something that impacts all of us regardless Um, You can't leave life without interacting or encountering this dilemma that everyone deals with. And I'm talking about time. And we'll talk about that in particular. But it's something I know every business owner has to deal with. And I think it'd be something of value to you. So with that being said, thanks so much for listening. Take care. God bless. And I'll see you on the next episode of Sowing My Seeds podcast.